자식이 부모한테 받는 걸왜 신세라고 생각해? 너 그거 아빠 거주라는 거잖아. 네가 맨날 그런 측으로 아빠 벌주잖아. 말로는 아빠 좋아한다고 하면서 하, 아직도 마무리는 용서 안 했잖아. 네 마음 불릴 때까지 아빠 이러고 있을게. 안녕하세요 여러분 Hello, hello, hello 안녕하세요 한도준입니다 This is Rome This is your Kinka friend From the podcast Welcome to the show This is Kinka King of K-Drama, a podcast for language learners. Yay! Thank you very much for coming here today to listen and to hear me out. Whatever I'm gonna say, I don't know. But yeah, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello everybody. Kinkas and Quinkas, yeah. I want to call you that as well. So I'm not the only Kinka here. All of you who are listening are also Kinkas and Quinkas. So if you don't know that just yet, Kinka is the male version, Quinka is the female version. And yes, these terms are quite outdated already, but we're still using this. So I'm Kinka, you're Kinka and Quinka. Hello, hello, hello. All right, so what are we gonna do today? So actually, I'm, I want this to be a little bit shorter than last week because last week, we've had 15 minutes and that was quite okay but i think sometimes you know it's hard to listen to something that long 15 minutes so we'll try to do this in just 40 minutes instead of 50 so it's still gonna be the same the first half would be mostly commentary about the plot um, maybe some things about the culture and then the second half would be the language part and for the language part we're gonna change it a bit because last time we were just talking about um, perhaps I would choose some lines that I like and then I'd explain those things maybe the vocabulary or the language usage and stuff but from this episode on instead of doing it that way I'm going to pick um, several vocabulary words so we will be having new vocabulary words of the week okay so that's gonna be the format for the language part and so there will be, I think, five vocabulary words and then one sentence pattern. And then I'm going to share my favorite phrase from all these four episodes. All right, so let's get started. So if you've listened to the monologue, that was actually a line from jong dad. And that was the time when... Uh, Jong's dad was offering money. 
if if you remember that to help Jongha with because Jongha here has decided to quit her job and then start her own studio, start her own shop. So her father was offering her help, but at first she wasn't accepting it. And so the dialogue from the dad. Uh, what do you think about the mo monologue? Um, it was quite challenging for me to do that because I only watched the scene once and then I, I didn't get the chance to repeat it so that I could, you know, do the same acting in, in Korean and in English. So anyway, so that's just it. I really love doing this. I enjoy picking out a few lines and then doing a short monologue. It, uh, well, is it? A monologue yeah you, i think you can consider it to be a monologue it's less than a minute but I, I think it's fine so yeah about that monologue um yeah there are a few things that i wanted to comment about the plot of the story we're, yeah we're still talking about record of youth here so the first thing that i wanted to talk about here is that here from the episodes 9 to 12 we found out that Jonga's dad turned out to be rich. I mean, eventually, because if you remember from episodes 1 to 8, well, we didn't get to see a lot of Jonga's dad. It's just that we knew that he was a painter and then Jonga's mom decided to get a divorce. Uh, I'm not sure if they actually got divorced officially, but yeah, they were separated and then eventually Jonga's mom had her new husband and yeah and then here we suddenly find out that Jonga's dad is now rich I don't know why he's rich uh, I, I think I didn't catch that but he, he wasn't painting as much as before but yeah but he eventually said that he's gonna paint again but yeah that was quite an interesting reveal that Jonga's dad is rich and therefore can help her with the things that she plans with her life and yeah so if actually eventually Jong had decided to receive her dad's help in um starting her own shop and yeah i've already mentioned Jong had decided to quit her job but before she quit her job she settled things with oh no i forgot her name with her superior that was quite not good to her Okay, ch let's change the word good. The, her superior that was treating her not fairly. Okay. Um, nowadays, I'm trying to change the vocabulary words good or bad when trying to describe uh, things or describing people's actions in general. Uh, the reason for this is I have this uh, stoic book. And yeah, that one is part of the activity that i'm doing anyway just sharing okay another thing i wanted to share is here in this series of four episodes we found out more about doha's past okay if you don't know who doha is doha doha is uh he is not really the main antagonist in the story but in the acting industry he seems to be like the top guy so they use that, I got that word actually, the top guy. So he's like the lead in different kinds of shows, those kinds of things. And he was actually competing for best actor 
but unfortunately for him, he didn't get it. But instead, it was Hejun that won during the awards night. So kind of sad for Doha, but we found out here that Doha was actually also from a poor family. And, you know, in, instead of that being a way for Doha to perhaps empathize or sympathize with Hejun, it became a reason for him to not want Hejun to actually succeed. But yeah, actually Doha is very sad in a way. He he said a lot of times that he doesn't have friends. That's why he was trying to befriend Heo. And yeah, so in several interviews, Doha said that Heo is his best friend, but that's not the same for Heo. So yeah, and Heo and Hejun's friendship is really tight, mostly. But not until Hejun's ex-girlfriend came into the rescue because... Okay, so here's the thing. In these four episodes, if you remember Charlie Jung, the guy who once uh, initiated to sponsor Hejun's career. So actually, that one, uh, Hejun uh, rejected it. So he didn't accept the offer to be sponsored by Charlie Jung. And on the night that Hejun won the, the Best Actor Award, Charlie Jung committed suicide and that is just so timely I don't know why that's uh, I find it weird why would he do that what is his motivation for doing that was it because Hejun made it without his help and then that made him sad or something I couldn't completely understand the reason as to why he did it except for maybe for the plot but yeah, I don't know about that. So maybe there's an internal reason as to why he did it. But anyway, so we've since we've already mentioned Charlie Jung's death, it, this is actually the part where I, I got annoyed about media. Because, you know, somebody died. So that's Charlie Jung. And then while that's on the news, Charlie Jung, by the way, on the story is like super big in terms of the fashion industry so a lot of people knows him and i think in their society in this setup also all of them know that charlie jung is actually gay and they link that to hejun and use it to somehow attack him and his career and i, I find it sad that that's actually how media does things well not every media does that i mean not every media company does that there's a lot of decent media out there but you know it, it's like tabloid they try to sensationalize everything but then what makes me annoyed is that they were not respecting the death of this person but instead they try to find out something more um something some more news that they can sensationalize and Hejun was Hejun was pretty cool about this, uh, saying that, well, it's not the truth, so we we shouldn't bother about it. That that was his attempt. I mean, uh, that was his attack, or that was his approach to the problem that they had. That it's not the truth anyway. So the truth will eventually come out. So let's just don't bother. So that was his initial 
reaction to it. But then later on, yeah, so Hejun's previous girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, I forgot her name, I didn't place that down, came into the rescue and did an interview with the same news media that sensationalized this story about Charlie Jung and Hejun. Yeah. So was was there something else that I missed? Mm, well, the relationship between Jungha and Heyo is quite developing in a way, because, well, Hejun has been busy a lot of times. I mean, most of the time, so he didn't have as much time for Jungha, and here is Heyo helping out as much as he can. So yeah, that's something. He's like the third party. I think we've seen this coming, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't really feel as excited about it, but I'm just watching and, you know, looking at how the plot eventually unfolds. Yes. Uh, yeah, I also wanted to mention about the grandpa, Hedgen's grandpa modeling, you know, and then he got... Um, what's this? Print ads and then commercial, if I remember it right. So, several projects, and um, I'm kind of happy for him because, you know, uh, I think it has been established that he was good looking from when he was young, and that he was trying to take this path of just using his good looks, but eventually it didn't work out. So, it kind of failed. That's why Hedgen's dad was really angry at him, or angry or disappointed or yeah i don't know what what word to use for that feeling but now he's old and then he's got into this modeling training agency and then he's got several projects for him and yeah that's just a happy moment uh, i think it lets us remember that we're not too old to start a new thing or we are not too old to try and fulfill our dreams you know so that's kind of hopeful uh, and i i like that touch right there and I, I don't know how many old people are watching this show but they should get um a dash of hope from this show yeah so I, i'm not that old but yeah it makes me feel like oh yes i still have a chance for whatever it is but yeah, we actually have a lot of chances for whatever it is that we want to do or we want to try. So yeah, let's just keep let's just keep pushing and pushing. All right. So uh, I think there are still a few things that I wanted to talk about. Um, well, this is not about the story anymore. But have you noticed that this show? In this show, we've seen a lot of Krispy Kreme. Yeah. So well. This podcast is not sponsored by Krispy Kreme, but I'm just mentioning because we've seen a lot of Krispy Kreme on this show, Record of Youth. Like, it's not every episode, but the product placement is quite visible, like when Heyo did the commercial and a lot more. They keep eating Krispy Kreme. Um, and then, of course, Subway. We always see Subway in a lot of K-drama, you know. So, even Hejun worked in Subway, in this storyline. So, yeah. So, I think right now that's all I wanted to say about the plot and about the things that I have observed. 
so quite quick right that is so amazing i, I mean i liked it we're, we're not speaking for so long this means i can save my voice for other things that i am doing oh well okay so let's have a quick break and then we'll have the language part all right we're back but before we actually talk about the language part i just wanted to talk about the new netflix movie called the call for just a little bit okay is that okay yeah i've actually watched it it was released just this i mean just last friday it's some kind of a suspense thriller kind of movie and it was for just about two hours and the lead character is Park Shin Hye. I'm sure you know her. She's she's popular. I mean, you would have seen her in a lot of movies or K dramas before. I think she was even in Hashtag Alive. If you've also seen that, the other character though, I I I didn't check her name. Okay, I'm I'm sorry about that. I I didn't check her name and. Um, I, I'm not gonna search it right now, but I, I just wanted to say that the call is actually quite interesting. Uh, I I kind of like the plot and the struggle that the main character had. What's her name? Soyan. I think the name of the main character was Soyan. Soyan, and her main struggle was that she was trying to change. Well, she didn't intend to, but she changed the past somehow. And then the changes that she has made in the past is eventually haunting her. And like the antagonist of the story exists in the past, but originally doesn't exist in the future. But because of, you know, the this idea of changing something in the past and then how it will affect the present that's kind of messed up actually but uh the portrayal that they did in this story was interesting I, I really find it good if you've seen the flash you know the things about time travel and stuff so it's kind of weird and yeah i just like that there's no exact closure to the story so yeah that's uh that's a spoiler everybody i'm sorry the ending is not final in a way so it's open-ended i hope i didn't spoil you that much but yeah as, as for the language part for that movie i didn't really get new vocabulary words because well the topic was wasn't particularly wide there's you know some shamanism and then the rest of the dialogues are pretty easy so if you haven't i mean if you're kind of a beginner or intermediate learner i think you can watch the movie without subtitles so yeah that's it if you like the show i mean yeah if you like suspense movies please check it out all right so now we'll be talking about the language part yay so today we'll be talking about five new vocabulary words so we have five new vocabulary words of the week so most all of these are 
I, well, I encountered these words from episodes 9 to 12 of Record of Youth. And I understand that these vocabulary words might be new to you, but not new to others. So it might be new to me, but not new to you. Because, well, our exposures might be different, you know, but I've had this friend who told me that it's good to encounter words in different contexts so that you would understand it better and the word becomes yours. Alright, so our first vocabulary word of the week is shinse. Shinse. Uh, I looked it up on Naver, so actually all these words I've already looked them up on Naver to check their dictionary meaning. And shinse is um, defined as the debt of gratitude or indebtedness. Or in Korean, namege domer panan il. So receiving help from others so that's shinse if you remember shinse i've said this in the monologue this was from the line of the father so what, what was it uh so you have the right to receive help from your parents why would i be burdened so the translation for that is not very direct but you get it that um, why why would you think of me acting on this or me of your parents helping you as a child? Why would you feel indebted? Or yeah, why do you have that? Uh, I don't know how to translate it better in English because, well, I think how it's translated is already okay. Why would I be burdened? But because I don't know English is not my first language so it kind of feels off somehow but in the Philippines we have we have a word for shinse so I, I think I think the word debt of gratitude or indebtedness kind of delivers it but it's still different somehow I, I think the feeling is still different maybe it's because I'm Asian so there's this Asian feeling of that of gratitude maybe okay so that's shinse by the way don't worry um i'm putting all these vocabulary new vocabulary words of the week on the show notes so that you can check it out and yeah i'll also try to put in some sample sentences yeah i'll try okay next word next word next vocabulary word of the week is kunsong Repeat after me. Kun-song. Um, this is new to me as well. The neighbor definition is in English is willpower, guts, fighting spirit, grit, tenacity, doggedness. Kun-song. Kun-song. Actually, um, if you're not new to Korean... You will know that song, well, song here is not city, but song, uh, if it's usually related to personality, I think, like, or mental something, at least. Um, I, I'm not sure, but check out the hanja. So I'll also put the hanja for this word so that you would is easily recognize it. So this has hanja. 
um, yeah, a lot of Korean words have hanja, but yeah, especially this one, it has some meaning. If it has hanja, it means that there's a Chinese equivalent that sounds pretty much the same. Okay, so let's see. I, I don't know how it's pronounced in Chinese. I don't know how to read this yet. But yeah, so sample sentence for kunzang. There was this was uh, said by Heyo's mother. 환경이 좋아서 그런가 근성이 없는 것 같다. Maybe it's because we're well off. You have no backbone. Ouch! That that's hurtful. But yeah, 근성 근성이 없는 것 같다. So it, it seems like you don't have 근성. Here it's translated as backbone. So. It seems like you don't have willpower, guts, fighting spirit, grit, tenacity. I like the word grit. But yeah, I, I think it's appropriate to say you have no backbone. It's it's hurtful, but yeah, I, I think that works as a good translation. Okay, so that's the second vocabulary word of the week. The third vocabulary word of the week. Third, okay, number three. Actually, this is three and four, okay? Chan sori, tan sori. Chan sori, tan sori. Please forgive my pronunciation for chan and tan. Sometimes it's hard, you know, that it's hard differentiating jan, chan, chan, and tan, tan, tan. But this is tan sori, this is jan sori. So jan sori. According to neighbor is nitpicking or nagging to nag or to nitpick. Well, chansori halda, that's to nag. Chansori, uh, it's the sound, it's it's actually a noun, so it's nitpicking. Um, okay, let's uh, I I forgot to take notes of the direct dialogue from the show, but so I, I just looked up some random sample sentence online and here's the sample sentence 잔소리 그만하고 공부나 시작해 잔소리 그만하고 공부나 시작해 so stop 잔소리 and start studying 공부 okay so it was translated as stop bitching and start studying okay please um forgive the profanity but that was the translation that was given in the sample sentence but maybe we can change it to stop it's not nitpicking but stop complaining so chansori maybe chansori you can also say complaining but nitpicking complaining they're not exactly the same but here the con in the context of the statement chansori is actually the same as burpyang or, or complaint okay so that's chan sori. And then the next one is tan sori. You know sori? Sori is sound. Okay? Sori. It's not sorry. Sori. Sori. Sound. Moksuri. Voice, right? So chan sori is the sound of nitpicking. And then tan sori. If, if you would like think of. Um, that's this. If you would think of modern speech, 
tan. Tan actually means taren or different, but here tan suri it's not different sound, but in well it kinda actually it kind of is, because well tan suri according to neighbor is an irrelevant remark or a lie, mostly a an irrelevant remark I think. So if it's irrelevant, it's something else, right? So yeah, I think a different sound. It might be a different sound as well. Tan taran suri. So tan suri, an irrelevant remark. A simple sentence. Where do tan suri Why is he or she talking about something else again? So where do tan suri Okay. So we've had four vocabulary words so far. Do you remember what they are? Shinse. Shinse, that of gratitude. Kunsong, backbone or grit, tenacity. And then tansuri, nitpicking. Tansuri, an irrelevant remark. Okay, so we've come to the last vocabulary word of the week. And that is wargupjangi. Okay, this is actually not new to me, but I wanted to introduce it to you in case it's your first time hearing about it. is a salaried employee. Wargup is actually monthly pay. So that's salary. Jengi is... I don't know the exact translation of Jengi, but this is like a noun and then Jengi, meaning this is a person with related to this quality or something. Um I, I forgot if there's a word nongdam jengi. Is there something like that? Like a person who keeps joking, maybe? But I, I think I'm more familiar with the word gag man. So that's comedian or somebody who does pranks, I think. But yeah, so wargup jengi. So it's defined as or it's translated to English as salaried employee, salaried people. Nine to fiver, okay, or brown bagger. Okay, I, I don't know about this. I'm not familiar with the term brown bagger. Maybe if some of you are from the UK, I, I think you're using these, this term, brown bagger. Okay, so work up Jenny. Um, wait, there's uh, in the show it was used by the reporter, and she said that. She the translation for this was not salary man or anything about salary. I mean, being a salaried person, but it was translated as, um, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. So something something and then, So something something and then I'm still living paycheck to paycheck. That was I I I think if I remember it right. That was how it was used and translated in the show. Yeah. Okay. Did you like that? Yeah. So five new vocabulary words for us, everyone. So make sure to remember that so that when you encounter them again in the future, well, it will be already ingrained in your brain and you would... Yeah. We're, we're vocabulary building, you know. Shinse, Kunsong, Chansuri, Tansuri. And Wargup Jengi. Okay. Um, if I have time, I will try to put these words on Instagram as well. So I have actually just recently 
created an Instagram account for this podcast. And, well, its name is also Kinka. I think Kinka Podcast. So Kinka is spelled out in alphabet letters. So you can check it out. There's a kid shouting in the background. I don't know why the kid is shouting. But, okay, shouting or crying. Oh, well. Yeah, those are my neighbors. So, anyway, we'll just keep going on. Okay, so the last thing here... Okay, not entirely the last thing. Second to the last thing is the sentence pattern of the week. Okay, this is a new part that I wanted to do weekly. So, sentence pattern of the week. So, I'll share a pattern and then we can use it or fill it out with different kinds of words that you want. Okay. Dogs are barking in the background as well. Oh, well. Okay, so the sentence pattern of the week is this one. None, something, mido. None, something, mido. Or, yeah, let's, let's use this because this was what was originally used in the show. So, none, I, and then something. So, we'll fill that out with anything. And then, mido, to believe. So, I blank believe. That's the structure for the Korean sentence. But, yeah, in English, it's I believe something. In the show, there was this line that was said by Hejun. He said, Nan sesange sonhan himer mido. Nan sesange sonhan himer mido. Nan sesange sonhan himer mido. Repeat after me. Nan sesange sonhan himer mido. So I believe in the good of this world. That was how it was translated. So with this sentence pattern, we can put any any noun or anything in between nan and mido. Like nan nor mido. I believe you. Or, nan ni sarangel mido. I believe in your love. Or, nan chashinel uh, mido. So, I believe in myself. Um, what else? Okay, so my phone keeps giving me notifications. I actually turned them, all, them off already. I'm sorry. But, yeah, so... Anything that you want, you can fill in between. So, none, something, mido. So, whatever it is that you believe in. So, you can put it there. So, that's our sentence pattern of the week. And, yeah, so you can use that. And, you know, keep trying to write sentences. So, you can do, like, as short as none, nor mido. I believe you. I trust you. Or you can write something long. Like this one. I believe in the good of this world. So you can put in a lot in between. So yeah, sentence pattern of the week. You guys, you can use that. And lastly, before we end... Okay, so I made it. This is less than 40 minutes. The final thing that I wanted to share with you is my favorite phrase from this episode. I mean, from episodes 9 to 12. So this is just one line, but I really like it. And this is different from the monologue, but I wanted to share it with you. So this is my favorite phrase from these episodes. Niga saranghanen saramderen, 
너의 아픔을 함께 공유하고 싶어해. The people you love want to share your burden with you. Okay, so isn't that amazing? Um, it's a word of reassurance that we need not carry our burdens alone, but that we can share it with the people who love us. They want to carry it together with us. So don't feel so bad. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah, just don't. I mean, if, if you know, you know that there's a lot of people who love you and they will help you carry whatever burdens that you have. Don't think that you're being a burden to other people. So I think that's the main lesson that I've learned from the past four episodes. And I'm looking forward to more because next week we'll be already finished with the show Record of Youth. And we're going to watch something else. Um, yeah, so how about that? What do you think, Kinka and Quinka friends? How are you, you going to take action on what we've learn today <laughs> this weird but yeah okay I, i don't know how to say goodbye just yet i mean in this setup it's kind of weird um i don't have a proper ending aside from saying or bye bye um yeah it feels like i need to say something else but yeah if there's anything if you're using twitter please follow me on kinka podcast so at kinka podcast Or send me a tweet there as well. I actually also have a Facebook page for this. I'll put it in the show notes. So everything that I think will be helpful for you in understanding this episode and in your Korean language learning journey, I'll put them on the show notes. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, yeah, please feel free to reach out to me. Again, this is your host, Rome or Han Dojun. And yeah, thank you for listening to King Ka, King of K-Drama, a podcast for language learning. Until next time, 안녕하세요, 여러분. Yes, 화이팅하세요. Bye bye. 다음에 봐요.